Hello, and welcome to the Christian Worship Assembly podcast, The Church Without Walls. Listen as Pastor Frederick brings forth the word and breaks it down for listeners of all ages. Get ready to be blessed by the Lord as God uses him to reveal his will over our lives. There's some things that I want to discuss uh, this morning. I want you to write down in your uh, notebook, overcoming bitterness. Overcoming bitterness. I was studying some other things this week, then all of a sudden, uh, last night, the Lord spoke to me in my spirit about bitterness. About people being bound by bitterness. Bound and torn down from a bitter spirit. What we have to understand is bitterness can happen to any of us. No one in this building is exempt from bitterness taking place in your life. I don't care if you're a pastor, a bishop, or whoever. I don't care how long you've been saved. Everyone here, you you will be subject to bitterness, but it's up to you if you want to stay in in your bitter attitude, bitter mindset, or you want to get better. I'd rather be better than to be bitter. What you have to understand is when bitterness comes in, Bitterness comes to help you get better. When trial and tribulations come, they're not coming at you to destroy you, but they're coming to help you get better. Amen? You remember that song that say, he said, uh, I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm better, much better since the Lord. But some, see, the thing about it is, The word of God says in this life you will have troubles. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care how much money you have. Just because you you can have a lot of money. With more money, you got more troubles. With more money, you got more problems. Amen? I don't care what family you're in, what your last name is, what kind of job, occupation you have. In this life, you're going to have trouble because this is an imperfect world, and this world is not nice. This world is not nice. People are not nice. Everybody is not friendly. Some folk going to talk about you, step on your toes, drag your name in the mud, but you got to realize something. It's not for you to have an attitude. I'm going to tell you what bitterness does. Uh, the attributes of bitterness is anger and resentment. You can be bitter and don't nobody know you bitter but you. But inside of your heart, bitterness has taken root. And what happens is it grows. And you can be walking around like that and bitterness just rising up, rising up, rising up until one day, your button is pushed to a place where you never thought that your flesh was going to rise. And all because you didn't resolve the issue of your heart. I'm going to tell you another thing. What's wrong? You know, the word of God said, confess your sins one to another, that you may be healed. But the problem when it comes to confessing your sins and confessing with one another, you can't find nobody trustworthy to confess to. 
So you walk around with bitterness, and bitterness inside of you, holding that thing inside of you because you have no one that you can go and vent. And you do not have an ear. The Lord spoke to me about that, about confessing your sins one to another, or confessing anything, or talking to anyone. And the Lord said, the problem is I want my people to do that, but nobody is trustworthy. He said, I want my people to be healed by confessing with one another and praying together, but no one is trustworthy inside of the church. Once you begin to vent and once you begin to share and pour out your heart, then you have poured out your heart to the wrong person and then it gets out and it's spread it all over town and you wonder where it come from because you thought they were trustworthy. Now this is just the truth now. I'm not going to do a bunch of hooping and hollering because I don't feel like sweating this morning. But I'm here to tell you right now that bitterness will only come out, get out of your system through the word of God. Once bitterness set in your heart, I don't care how many people have a good opinion about you. You can have folk coming to you and telling you that they love you, they care about you. You're doing such an awesome job, a wonderful job. They can tell you how good you look, how good your family look. But the whole time, your spirit is still doing like this. Mm, I don't even care what they say about me. I don't care what they think. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm resentful. I don't care what you say about me. You can't boost me up because I want to stay like this. I want to stay bitter. I want to stay with an attitude. I don't want to change. I want to be like this. See, when bitterness set up inside you, and you and 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 and, and but in the beginning you want to get rid of it, but you let that thing grow up inside of you and you say I want to be like this I don't want to change I want to stay like this I want to stay mad at everybody I want to be ticked off I want to walk around with a chip on my shoulder I want to be by myself I don't want to fool with nobody I don't want to talk to nobody I don't want to go nowhere I don't want to hang out I don't want to call nobody I don't want nobody to call me I just want to sit here in anger and resentment and hurt and pain and I want to cry and I just want to be by myself because I really don't like nobody because I feel like they don't like me once you understand that bitterness is a spirit bitterness it's not something that the doctor can diagnose you with. There's too many folks out here waiting on the diagnosis to your issue. It ain't no pill that's going to get rid of it. Ain't no ice pack you can put on it or icy hot that you can rub on it to get rid of this thing right here. Only the powerful, untainted word. And that word, let me tell you something. When it comes to bitterness, when, you, when bitterness is up inside, inside your heart, guess what? It, it ain't even going to work by somebody else telling you the word. Okay, this is, I know, look, this, this is going to mess up some folks. Because if the word of God really helps some folk with bitterness, then I have folk come to church all the time and they bitter and angry in their spirit and I've been preaching the word all this time and why you still ain't been delivered yet? Why do I say this? Because the word of God says, who knows the heart of a man but God? I, I'm a pastor. I'm your pastor. I love you. I thank God for you. I'll be there for you. I'll swim snot river for you. But I don't know what's in your heart. The only way I know what's in your heart is God showed me what's in your heart. But I can't look at you and tell and determine what's in your heart. Because the word of God said, who knows the heart of a man? But what? But who? God. 
So when it comes to being delivered from this bitter spirit, you have to muster up faithfulness inside of yourself. And you have to encourage yourself. If you're waiting on somebody to pat you on the back and tell you everything going to be all right, tell you everything just lovely, I'm sorry. Because when you get it, you're still hurting. I sit back and I wonder, I say, Lord, I know uh, you could be uh, uh, lifting up someone or lifting up a person and telling them how good they are and how God is using them and how blessed they are. And, and, and you be like, Lord, they didn't receive anything that I said. Because what, what has to take place in them, the bitterness that's inside of them is going to have to come out of them from the inside. You, you got to understand something. You know, have you ever had somebody come to your house and try to tell you what to do in your house? Come on, somebody. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So you got to understand, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you something symbolic in the spiritual, spiritual aspect of it. You had somebody come to you, try to tell you how to do with your kids, how to do with your, with your air condition. I mean, anything, just put your air condition on 75 and leave it there. And you keep moving. That's your air condition. You can do whatever you want, just all kind of stuff. Come in your house and tell you, why you don't use a coaster? Here, take this coaster and put your drink on it. You're going to mess your car. Now, you're sitting back looking, now, this is my house. See, the thing about it is you got to realize something that other folks can see what needs to be done inside your house, but they don't have the authority. Oh, boy, I done struck a nerve. I done hit something. Somebody can be looking in your house and seeing some things that need adjustment. They could be looking and seeing some things. Now, you need to make some adjustment here. I don't know what's going on. Pick up these clothes, clean the room up, do this and do that. And you're looking at them, wait a minute, this is my house. If I want my clothes on the floor, I can keep them on the floor. If I want my house 72 degrees, I'm going to keep it 72 degrees. If I want a ring around my coffee table from not using the coaster, I'm going to keep a ring around my coffee table from not using the coaster. Reason why a lot of us can't get rid of this bitterness thing, because that's something that's going to have to take place from within you. Can't nobody bake you a cake, give you cookies, lemon drops, and gum drops to try to make you feel better. There is no love offering that can be given to you. There is no good thing that can come upon you that somebody can hand to you to make you feel better about what's happening inside the house. Because it's inside the house. It's not outside the house. You just got outside the house folks trying to do stuff for you. And God said you need to take care within the house. They don't have the authority to take care of what's going on in the side of you. Because they have no understanding. They have not walked in your shoes. They don't know what you're going through right now. They don't feel the pain that you're having to endure. This thing has to come out of me from within inside of the house. It has to come out from the inside. Nobody can come inside my house and pull some stuff out if you want it to be there. Let's go to scripture. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. I want to show you. Somebody say, bitterness is a spirit. Back up to verse 29. Let's look at this. 
It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. Start right there. Now, if you look at verse 30, verse 30 is saying that you can have a bitter spirit and still be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is why, oh, somebody don't want to hear what I got to say. That's all right. I preach by myself. I know y'all see me tiptoeing all over the church. I ain't going to run on tiptoe. The word of God said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of what? So this means, guess why people can't get delivered from this anger issue, this resentment issue, this bitterness issue? Have you ever just, uh, just said hey to somebody and they didn't even want to speak? You come to church and... You, you speak to somebody, and you say, hey, and they like. And, and you wonder, you be like, what's wrong with them? I mean, who put, I get who put lemon juice in their coffee this morning? What's their problem? I ain't done nothing to them. See, the thing about it, you don't have to do nothing to nobody. It's what, all, it's what, they, what they already dealing with inside the home. It's what they already dealing with inside this vessel. You didn't do nothing against them. It's what they already going through inside. They, they bitter. They really, it's a lot of folk come to church, don't even want to be in church. But you come to church because if you don't come to church, it's going to make you look like you ain't a good Christian. You say, I've been saved 10 years, 15 years, and if I don't go to church, folk going to start thinking something wrong with my spirituality. But they don't understand you hurting <laughs> you hurt and that's why you don't want to go nowhere it ain't, like, it, ain't the, it ain't the reason why you don't want to come to church you don't want to go nowhere folks say I come to church just because I don't want nobody thinking ill about me I don't want them to think that I done lost my way and I have redirected the path that God has chosen so they come to church hurting the round folks, they, they love, but they just don't want to deal with nobody because they hurt. Somebody say, how can I get the hurt out? Because you got to understand something. When you are hurting, you hurt other people. See, what the thing about it is folks think just because business is inside you, you think that that's something that you're dealing with. But see, when you're dealing with that stuff, you're treating other people like they trash, and they sitting back wondering what have they done trying to evaluate their Christian life, and you don't even know the devil is using that spirit of bitterness inside of you to, to trip up other people to stumble. Because the word of God says, it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit, meaning that you can have the Holy Spirit and let's go to verse 31. This is going to really tear up some folks. But I'm going to show you how to get out. 
I don't have the authority to reach inside your heart and pull it out, but I can give you the untainted word. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit in verse 30. Then it, gets, then it says in verse 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You can have all these things inside of you and still be baptized with the Holy Ghost. See, didn't nobody tell you that. So you mean to tell me I can have the living God living inside of me and I could be speaking evil? I can have the living God inside of me, but malice can be, and malice and naughtiness can be in my mind? You mean to tell me I got the spirit of the living God inside of me and I could be vexed with a bitter spirit? You mean to tell me I got the spirit of the living God inside of me and then an outside source of a spirit can be bringing opposition to me while the living God is living inside of me? This is why folks can get up and they can shout all over the church and be angry. They can speak in tongues and have hatred. Hallelujah. They can say praise the Lord and cuss you out in the next minute. Because you can have the spirit of living God living inside of you, but there can be an outside source of another spirit bringing opposition uh, and trying to overthrow the living God inside of you. Because it said, grieve not the spirit of the Lord. So you got folk walking around bitter inside of them, hatred, hatred inside of them, anger, resentment. It could be resentment for anything. It could be un, un, unresolved friendship issues, unresolved marriage issues, unresolved financial issues. It can be disappointment. You just live in life. Everywhere you turn around, you're disappointed. You thought this was going to come through, but you're disappointed. You thought that was going to come through, but you're disappointed. You've been praying and crying, praying and crying, but you're walking around getting disappointment. Everywhere you turn, disappointment come. When you turn to the north, disappointment come. When you turn to the east, disappointment come. When you turn to the west, disappointment come. When you turn to the south, disappointment come. And everywhere you turn around, you're being disappointed because things didn't go the way you thought they were all supposed to go. But what the enemy is trying to tell you, the enemy is trying to get you to say, just give up on your life. The problem is you forgot about the, you forgot about the gifts and the callings of God that are inside of you. And the devil say, just give up on your life. You have nothing to offer this earth, this earth anymore. Just give up with your life and die. And God is trying to tell you, wait a minute. The work and the calling that I have on you. I'm not going to let you go anywhere. And I'm not going to let you throw in the tower until you finish the mission. Y'all got to realize there is a mission at hand. And you can't let the devil take you out of the mission that God has put you in. Because I'm on a mission. You say, Pastor, how are you able to, to, to tell me about this stuff, this bitterness stuff? Let me tell you what. Because I had to overcome the same spirit I'm telling you about. There's no way in the world that I can preach to you about something that I didn't have to overcome yet. The devil's been fighting me ever since I got out of my mother's womb. Even to the point to where when I was born, the, the doctor said that there was an open place in my spine. My mama put her finger in my spine when I was born. 
And my mother said, what's, what's this on the back of his spine? He said, it looked like he was going to have an open spine, but the good Lord closed it up. See what, what, see what you got to understand something. I had two brothers that came before me. Both of them suffering from things that were similar. And the devil said, I'm going to do it to Frederick. But God said, you ain't going to do it to him. Oh, my God. You just don't understand. You just don't understand. I would play football. And my feet were so flat and deformed that the people that tape up would have to tape my feet up and create me an arch on my feet. And after I got done playing, I couldn't walk for about two days. And that started from age 15. Sitting at home, having a pity part about myself. I'm 29, Lord, I'm having all these issues, surgeries and problems with the feet, having a pity part. God said, you need to straighten up. See, you got to understand the problem we don't, the reason why we don't hear the voice of God, because we ain't listening for him. And God said, you need to straighten up. Stop having a pity party about yourself. Don't you see I have anointed you? You're not living on your own. You're not just living for your family. You're just not living for your, your, your mother and your sister and your children and your wife. But you're living, you got 200 people that need the untainted word. Get up. Stop having a pity part about your stuff because there's folks that's counting on you. And I said, Lord, so be it. Let it be done. If I have to hop, skip, wheelchair, uh, crutches, whatever, so be it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But you got to be willing to hear that voice. That voice. Somebody say the voice. Let's, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Now, one thing that is very important that you must understand about this bitterness that could set up inside of you. And I'm going to take us to another scripture before we leave, but I want to get this scripture out of the way. Love is the only thing. The love of God is the only thing that is going to help you conquer your bitterness and your resentment about everybody else. And you say, Lord, how can I be good to folks who don't like me? How can I treat people with humility and peace with folks that don't give a hoot about me? How can I put on a smile and walk in a room like there's nothing wrong with me, like I'm not struggling with anything inside of my spirit? How? First, you got to read, you look, you can't love other people with all they mess, with all the persecution that you didn't face towards other folks, and folks that hurt you and talked about you, and did all kinds of things, slander your name, and did all that kind of stuff, talking about you don't love them, but you love God. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they did the worst thing to you. The reason why you can't love other folks because of the stuff they done done to you, because you don't love God enough. Let me show you. 
Let me show you what I'm talking about. Some folk don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to show you something. It says here that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Stop right there before I go forward. The reason why a lot of folk walk around here bitter because they really didn't love God the, thought, the way that they thought they loved God. Okay, so people don't believe that there are levels and measures in the people that love God. Some people love God this much. Some people love God that much. Some people love God that much. And some people love God that much. Some people's love for God abound. The word of God said to every person has been given what a measure of faith. Measure don't mean that everyone got the same faith. It means that God give you according to what he is predestined you to have. And then it's up to you if you want to grow anymore. So you have people that walk around with this bitter spirit, angry, and, and look, and, ain't, and nobody ain't even done nothing to you. You're still holding on to stuff that's been happening to you 35 years ago. And God is, that's right, God is telling you to let it go. You say, I don't want to let it go, I'm mad. God said, let it go, let me take it, let me have it. God, and you, and you say, I, I know, I want it, let me hold on to it. I, I want to have something that I can refer back to. I need a dictionary of all my hurt and my pain so I can go to the back of the book and I can always dig it up. and put, I can always dig it up and find a chapter in my life that I thought was over. And God, the whole time, God tell you, let, let me have it. Let it go. You say, I don't want to let it go because I'm mad. I'm angry. I got to have something that will keep me so I can remember all the pain and suffering. The Lord is telling you, you need to let that thing go because everybody else is going on about their being doing the will of the Lord. And you sitting there upset, bitter, and angry, and everybody else is doing what God didn't call them to do. And you sitting up there angry, trying to hold on to something that's been happening to you 35 years ago. Everybody else getting blessed. Everybody's being encouraged. This is why you got to learn how to encourage yourself sometimes. You don't, you don't need to be waiting on somebody to encourage you all the time. You know, every time I get done preaching, I don't go and try to seek for no encouragement. If somebody encouraged me and say, Pastor, that's a good man, I say, thank you, praise be to God. But I don't sit back and look for somebody to pat me on the back. Not what I know this thing and then went for. See, once you know, once you understand that you're in right standing with God and you're pushing yourself forward, you don't need no exaltation from nobody else. You don't need a pat on the back from nobody else. You don't need for nobody to tell you you did good or I'm proud of you. Your daddy. Let me tell you something. Don't you, don't you know by a facts, facts in the home. Anybody can come and tell their son or their daughter, I'm proud of you. But when daddy say I'm proud of you, oh my God. Because see, the thing about it is, mama, see, mama's so close to you, she gonna say she gonna love you anyhow. You can, you can be the devil and she say I love you. But when daddy Oh, I feel the spirit of God. Oh, Jesus. When daddy say, well done, my good and faithful servant. 
When daddy say I'm proud of you. When daddy say you're doing a good job. When daddy say keep running and run on until the end can come. You don't give a hoot about what anybody else say because what everybody else say is normal. What everybody else say is normal. But when daddy, it says you got to be rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18. It says, may be able so that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breeded and length and depth and height. Verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Stop right there. Now he said the fullness of God. So what does that mean? That means that there are measures of God's fullness that can be living inside of you. Some folk can have this much God in them, this much God in them, this much God in them, this much God in them. <laughs> the truth. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost, but still not have the fullness of the love of Christ in you. And you grieve the Holy Ghost. What does greed mean? See, when you walk around with bitterness and you grieve the Holy Ghost, guess what the Holy Ghost do? He draw back. He want to move, but he said, I can't move because I'm mad at you. Holy Spirit said, I'm mad at you. You got that stuff inside of your heart. Why you can't forgive that person? I remember God forgave you in 1958. I remember God forgave you when you thought didn't nobody know you was over there talking about you going on a day at 11 o'clock at night. God said, you can't forget that person. I forgave you when you and your, your buddy slipped away talking about y'all going to Applebee and you got that margarita and got that straw hanging out of it and you had that lemon on the side and you were just slurping away. Then came to church on the choir, came to church dancing around, came to church singing, shop, but you can't even believe, you can't even forgive your brother and sister. I forgave you when you were sipping on that margarita because the love of Christ ain't abounding you. So you can't treat others the way Christ would treat them, even if they spit on you. When the love of Christ abounds in you, and you root it, and you you root it, and you're grounded in the love of Christ, and you're rooted and grounded in God, and somebody can spit on you, slap you, steal your money. See, some of y'all don't know, but uh, let, let me tell you, I'd have had folks steal, and I still love them like a brother. Because what happens is, when the love of Christ abounds in you, love surpasses knowledge. Okay, what does that mean? I'm finna break this thing down to you. What is knowledge? What does knowledge mean? Knowledge means knowing. So what happens when, the, when love, so love is supposed to surpass knowledge, that means that even though you know some stuff, oh, I know they don't like me. I have the knowledge of how they tried to break up my home. I have the knowledge of how they stole money from me. I have the knowledge of how they treated me. I have the knowledge of how they talked about me. I have the knowledge of how they slandered my name. The love, what happens with surpass? What does surpass do? Overtake. When something surpasses something, that means that if you have two people running in the race, 
And they say that person is running, but they say, wait a minute, there's another one that's coming up. There's something else that's coming in the front of them. Oh, he's coming around the corner. He's coming around the curve. Oh, look at him go. Look at him go. That's that love. When you got people talking about you and it look like the race is in the front of you, that love say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Love is coming around the corner. Love is surpassing hate. Love is surpassing bitterness. Love is surpassing malice. Love is surpassing defeat. Oh, like, wait a minute. He was winning. All oh, bitterness was winning. But love came in. But love came in. Love came in. It surpassed some stuff in your life. You can get over some stuff now. You don't have to stay in that thing anymore because love is running the race. Love has surpassed the knowledge of anything that has brought opposition to you, your family, your children, your finances, your life, anything that anybody has ever done against you. Love comes in and it surpasses it. Love begins to take the forefront of the race. Love begins to take dominion over the things that you may be feeling inside. Because love surpasses knowledge. One more scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Let's go. Let's back up to verse 12. You know, sometimes when I'm going through some stuff, that song come in my spirit from Kurt Franklin. That song say, it's over now. It's over now. I feel like I can make it. The storm is over. I said, Lord, why you always put that in my spirit? Every time it look like I'm going through something. Because I'm trying to tell you that it's over. It's time to stop worrying about it. It's over now. You can't go back. You can't change anything. Why still live in a storm that's not going on? Some people, some people actually still living in a storm, in a hurricane, and the storm is over, and you still living in it. You pretending that a storm is going on. I mean, some folk worse than Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz. How in the world are you going to continue to live in a fake storm? That thing is over, and you're still living in a fake storm. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. It says, wherefore, lift up the hands. I need everybody to lift up your hands. Look at this scripture. This scripture say, lift up your hands that hang down and feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Look in diligence, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. In the beginning of the scripture that I was reading, it was symbolic of a weak person. Lift up your hands that hang down. It says feeble knees. Feeble meaning a sign of weakness. Verse 13. And make straight paths for your feet. 
which is lame, be turned out of the way, but let it be rather healed. Bitterness can set up in your heart because you've been beat down for so long. You've been disappointed for so long. You've been hurt for so long. And the beginning of those scriptures symbolized a weak person. A person that feel like they can't go on no further. And it tells you to look diligently. Look diligently. Make straight your path. And look diligently. Then it tells you to make peace with all men. But make peace with everybody. You got some stuff that's unresolved. You need to be start calling some folks up and make peace. See, the thing about it is, when you make peace, guess what peace? When you make peace, peace releases the pressure off of you. See, you, you may have to call and tell some folks about some stuff, and they're going to be upset, but you're going to be free. They could be upset, but you can be free. Why? Because you've been holding on to stuff too long. You've been holding on to it, and they going on about their business, skipping and going on. Like ain't nothing ever even happened, but it's unresolved. And you're troubled in your spirit about it. It is to relieve the pressure off of you. Relieve that pain off of you. Relieve that stress off of you. Hey, you feel like you can't go, go and resolve some matters? Go to the Lord. Tell the Lord, resolve it. But you know what? Some folk don't even want to pray about it. Because they know if they pray about it, God's going to start fixing some stuff that you don't want fixed. Because you got pride. They got pride. Everybody got pride. Don't nobody want to say I'm sorry. Don't nobody want to resolve nothing. And then be walking around there. Anytime you walk into a room and you see certain people in the room that done done something to you, and you be like... Guess what? You got bitterness. You bitter toward that person. You can try to deny. You can say this. You can say that. No, God knows. You bitter. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what your name is. You bitter. If that, when you look at them, something shriek up. And you do this little SMH. You better. It's time to relieve yourself of that bitterness and lift up your hands. Some folk gonna get free today. Hallelujah. Close your eyes, everybody. I wanna pray for you. Cause you're gonna get delivered today. Father God, I pray for your people. These are your people. These are your people. These people belong to you. They belong to you. You're their father, you're their daddy, you're their everything. They know where their help comes from. Their help comes from the Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that whatever is bitter inside of them, whatever is being unresolved, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you allow them to get to the place where they can let some stuff go and go on with their lives and do the will of God and let God just rule and reign inside of their life. Let them know that this mission, this race is not for the swift or the strong, but for them that endure to the end. Help them to begin to bear things. 
Help them to begin to bear some stuff. Take some stuff sometimes. Not get mad about it. But knowing that the love of God inside of them can surpass any type of altercation that has come their way. Lord, I pray that you all will help us, Lord, to be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in your peace. Help us to keep our mind on you. Help us to keep our mind on you. Help us not to worry. Help us not to fret. But give us renewed strength. Mount us up, Lord God, with wings of an eagle. So that we will run and not be weary. And we will walk and not faint. Push us, Lord. Push us to the place that we need to be. Push us when everybody is trying to hold us back. When people are not for us, Lord God, and we've been hurt and ridiculed and talked about, push us. Let those things begin to push us to our destiny. Let those things not get to a place where it weakens us, but let those things push us to where we will thrive. Thrive. So it will prove a point. Because, Lord, you are with us. And you're pushing back the darkness. And you're lighting up the kingdom. And we will not be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is defeated. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah.